the other day from a listener that uh, they're like, oh, you do a different beatbox every time. Apparently, I don't have to be doing a beatbox every single time, a, a new beatbox every single time. Because people don't even realize I'm doing a new beatbox every time I do that intro. And it's exhausting. That's 48, well, a couple of them were kazoos and maybe singing. I can't remember. But it's, it's almost 50 different beatboxes. And a lot of them probably did come out the same because I'm not that original. I'm not even a professional beatboxer. Lou uh, is really the one who, who came up with starting the show with a beatbox because I was beatboxing into the mic when I re- recorded my first intro because I got nervous. And that's what I do when I'm nervous. I just beatbox. And he added into that recording, and I liked it, and I've kept up with it ever since. So that's why that exists. Okay. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You are my listeners, the good few, a group of people who I love so much. And we're rolling. We're doing it again and again and again. And we're not going to stop until I get bored of this thing. It's really the only uh, reason I would not do it anymore. Because it just keeps on being good for me. I keep on enjoying it. You know? I don't give a fuck if it's not making me a bunch of money. I got to stop with that narrative. I always talk about it in my intros. Um, But it's true. It's true, true. Uh, This episode today is a very interesting one as far as Anytime I have someone back, you know, for a second time, uh, today's guest is comedian Jackson, and uh, he, of course, he, I believe he was on episode 24 originally. He wanted to come back. So, well, anytime I have somebody on for a second time, I kind of abandon the format a little bit, you know, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll let it be kind of what it is. And with this episode, uh, so the other day, comedian Jackson hit me up on Instagram. He was like, I want to do your podcast again, Steph. I I got some shit on my chest. I got to get it off my chest. And that was the extent of his, uh, of his specifics. That's as much detail as he gave me. And I'm like, all right, my friend, cool dude, funny dude, great podcast guest wants to do an episode. I want to do this now. I want to get this done ASAP. So, uh, from, from that, from him hitting me up, we put this episode out like, uh, we, we recorded this episode like two days later. It was quick. You know, I, w- I want to get them while those emotions are still firing, you know, so we could get that authentic, that realness that he always brings. And it was great. But I have to warn you guys, there's a lot of, sh- there's a lot of shit talk in this episode. I shouldn't say shit talk. There's a lot of, uh, uh, Jackson calling some people out over, uh, over, uh, he was slighted in some ways. He felt very slighted and, and he needed to get out how he felt. And he felt my platform was a good place to do it. And I'm honored that he would consider my platform a place that he could get things off his chest, that he could come and be real. And I think he brought up some great points about just behavior in general, in relationships with friends, within your your community. Uh, I tried to remain as impartial as possible. I think that's very important as a host. And as much as he's my friend, I didn't jump to his defense or jump to his side, but rather let him tell his story. Uh, and I'll let, I'll leave everybody up to, you know, you, you could judge for yourself, you know, how you interpret what happened to him and, and what it all means in the grand scheme of, you know, comedy and relationships and loyalty. Uh, that being said, if you are one of the parties mentioned in this podcast, just want to mention that I did not know we'd be talking about you today. And, um, you know, if you want to hit me up and maybe come do your a response, that's possible as long as we could keep everything civil. We're all just trying to have fun and put out content at the end of the day. Uh, so yeah. Um, I, I hope, I hope everyone saw that I remained impartial, <laughs> but it was fun. 
it was heated and it's always awesome to have uh jackson here and of course he could come back when he'd like but uh, on that note i'm gonna let you guys get to it make sure you share this podcast you know just share it between a friend post it on facebook whatever it, it it means a lot to me uh when when people help spread spread the word about it you know that being said i'll let you get to it episode 49 49 sounds right episode 49 with comedian jackson and boy is he tired of this shit but i ain't i'm gonna keep it rolling because i love it and i love you and we will see you when we see you stay beautiful you gorgeous gorgeous beautiful people i love you bye couldn't afford the rights to any songs So I wrote this one We're not the best, but we're good enough Let's start the podcast now It's good enough I'm tired of this shit Yeah, baby! <laughs> Comedian Jackson on the mic once again for another episode you you contacted me. I did. And you said you got a lot to say. Because I'm tired of this shit, Steph. You're tired of this shit, and I want to hear what the fuck you're tired of. All right. What do the motherfuckers need to know? First of all, let's go on into it the way you do it. Because I don't want to just automatically just start shooting my gun. Okay? <laughs> so let's get the show going with how you do well, it this normally. Is how, this is how normally for if someone's a guest for the first time, I ask them what makes them happy. But I already did that with you. And yeah. I could ask you that right now. But it doesn't sound like you want to talk about what makes you happy today. Actually, I, want, I do. Oh, yeah? yeah okay, I, we I, can do I that. Wanna, I want people to know what makes me happy. So remind everyone who you are. I'm Jackson Comedian Jackson. Com- Jackson Comedian Jackson. The one and only. The one. I mean, goddamn, are you a character? Man, I've, I've gotten a personal show today. Just leading into this podcast, yes. there's been... 50 different things for me to laugh at. Just the conversation with your mother that you had on the phone earlier was... Watch your mouth. Don't talk about I was mother. dying. And she said, mother, yeah. listen, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to set that up. I've been dying to set that up, dude. That was good. You, that was you good. walked right into it. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Ma, we're going to so fuck this nigga up in a little while. We're going to fuck him up, Ma. <laughs> nah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, what makes you happy, Jackson? You know what? That makes me happy is to know that there's still comedy shows still going during this pandemic. You know I what agree. I'm saying? And because you know, for a while we was we was, we was out of commission. We're, we were wondering if comedy was dead. We, right. were, we were wondering if if it would ever work again. Yeah. We didn't know what, what, what to expect. So to to know that I have a show at the Russell in Hartford this coming Saturday. Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm on the radio for the shit and everything. That's a blessing. Hell yeah, bro. To know that I still got to show the following week at Thelma's in Bridgeport is a blessing. It's, it really is, man. Because we back, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, we've, I've been doing some a little bit of comedy here and there myself, and it's just, it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty damn close. What they do is they do half capacity now. Right. Because of COVID and, and but social none, distancing. None of us were selling out anyway, right? So no, I was selling out, Steph. Sorry, I wasn't Excuse selling out. Excuse me? <laughs> Steph, I'm fucking shit up, Steph. <laughs> the world got to know. The world really good do got to know. But you know, but no, but we're back on, and we're doing a great, we're doing a great thing now. And I'm just happy to be back on your show because you, I told you to your face, mm-hmm. this shit, you professional motherfucker. <laughs> okay, Steph, what, yeah. I, what I know about you is you're going to get this shit done professionally. I appreciate that. Okay. It's going to smell good. Yeah. Everybody going to have some drinks. Yeah. No, Whether they want water or tea. Yeah. You know, I don't want the goddamn water or tea. Nah. But you know what I'm saying? I know what you drink. 
I know exactly. what you drink. <laughs> Pass the Cavassier. Hell yeah. And everybody gonna have something to drink, Steph. Yes, Because you're gonna make sure everybody comfortable. Hell yeah. And you're working out. You're looking good. I appreciate that you as well. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I fuck with you, Steph. I fuck with you too, man. I I, I appreciate. It. That's a hell of a, that's that's a lot of nice things to say, man. I called you, Steph. You did, because I wanted to come on your I, show. I was honestly honored that you you said you said you contacted me out of, out of the blue and you're like, hey, I want to come back on the show. I got a lot on my chest and I want to say. It. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm honored that someone would consider my platform something they could do that with. You know Steph, what I mean? I really I, I really no do appreciate way. it. I have no other fucking way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nobody else I could call. At the drop of a dime, and say I got some shit on my chest, and I want to get it off, and they're gonna allow me to do that. Well, welcome to good enough. That's just how we do it. Good motherfucking enough. So, my friend Jackson, yes. you are tired of this I'm shit. I'm tired of shit, Steph. All right, all right. You had some shit you wanted to call out. Listen, Steph, and I want to hear it. Let's start off with this. Let's start. All right, because there's a lot of motherfuckers out there who want my downfall. Okay. They see the COVID happening. They see that I'm not doing no shows. They see that Jackson is not able to perform as he's been performing, you know what I'm saying, at the highest level. You know what I'm saying? They see this shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and they're loving it. My man over here, right here, this is my man Glenn. We knew each other since we were little kids. We have a couple of uh, other people in those studio relax, today, folks. Relax. We're going we're gonna to get to, okay? You got to relax, Steph. <laughs> we have Glenn here. To my left is my man I grew up since we were little kids, and he did something on the internet that was very inspiring. I got I to I gotta show an acknowledgement to, Steph, mm -hmm. on your show. He put him and his lady on the internet, and he said, still smiling. I love that. You see what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Because motherfuckers is haters, Steph. Hell yeah. Motherfuckers want you to not do good, Steph. Oh, they do. Okay? And he put something on there and said, yes, for all you haters that's thinking that we're not still smiling, guess what? We're still smiling. Um, imagine. Imagine if a hater put the amount of energy they spent hating someone into... Sorry. Imagine if a hater mm. believed in themselves as much as they believed that you would fall. Talk that talk. Steph. Imagine. Ima it's belief. It's the same yes. energy. Yes. But they're using that belief... To bring someone down when they ain't going to fall because that's not the energy that they run on. Right, when they could have right. been doing something productive with it. You have it. You have the fire. You have that in you. Mm. Fucking set, use it for yourself. Don't use it to bring someone down. It's a waste of fucking effort. Yeah, yeah. Effort is yeah. effort. Use the effort for something good. That's what I say, at least. I'm with you, Steph. But these motherfuckers. They hate us, Steph. They hate us. And they're using the energy in the wrong direction. I agree. And, and that's why I'm here. Because I'm gonna out these motherfuckers tonight. Okay? Oh, fuck these motherfuckers, Steph. All right? Fuck these wrong energy ass motherfuckers, Steph. Okay? Because what they're doing is they're hating on the motherfuckers. Uh huh. It's a part of my cussing and everything like that. But I'm tired nah, of this shit. Steph. Speak, speak your shit, dude. Talk your shit. Okay? Now, like I said, he was inspiring when he put that shit up there and it said, Still, Still smiling. smiling. Love it. Great okay? message. Because you haters cannot break the smile. Mm hmm. Okay? Now, with the whole COVID thing has happened, I haven't not been performing as much, but now I'm back, baby. Okay? Mm -hmm. Jackson is back. Okay? Like you never left. He didn't ever leave. I've always been here, Always Steph. been here. You've seen me. Always showing up. You know? But there's been some things going on that I got to address. <laughs> okay? And, I'm, and, and number one is the fact that um, people have been j jollying in, in the fact that I haven't been performing as much. Monsters. They've been, been jolly. They've been jollying it, man. You know what I'm saying? And I called one of my closest friends because I was, you know how you call your friends? Of and, course. And you, and you want to see where 
you are in life and, right. and what advice they can give you. Yeah, just check in. Of, yeah, check in <clears> type <throat> shit, yeah. you know? This motherfucker gonna tell me, and, and I'm gonna say his name. His name is Nilo G. Nilo G. Yes. Put that in the motherfucking title, too. <laughs> For every name I say, put it in the motherfucking title. <laughs> Nilo G, okay, told me that um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm doing everything wrong. Maybe that, you know, maybe that I need to adjust my direction and, and, and move it in a different direction. Mm. Because all every time I call him, I'm always complaining about the bitches. <laughs> complaining about the situation, the state of comedy and blah, blah, blah. You know, and he, he was pretty much letting me know that, yo, yo, maybe this is up for you. This is your time. Maybe you're fucking done. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, never that. Cause sometimes the coach take you out the game and you got to sit on the bench until it's time to go back in the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And let's just say God is the coach mm-hmm. and the game of life yeah. is what we're playing. And maybe I might sit on the bench for about six months. You know what I'm saying? And um, then God puts you back in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you rocking for another six months. Right. See what I'm saying? But people want to talk shit to you when you on the bench for six months. They want to make you feel like you ain't got enough. You ain't got it no more. You, 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 you're washed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's over for you. As if just because I'm taking a little break, a little siesta, means that everything that I did beforehand is just gone. Exactly. Nah, I'm st- all that potential, it's all still there in me. It didn't leave me. Just because I'm not actively doing that right now doesn't mean I can't ever do it again or I can't ever do better than that. Right, right, yeah. Steph. Steph, I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers the world has ever seen. Light bulbs don't just shine all the time. They got an off switch. They turn them off. You turn that shit right back on. You got the And he stay right, shining. Steph. And he you... stay shining. Put me back in, Carl. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Steph. I do. And that's where we at now. I have to out these motherfuckers because what they do is they, 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 uh, they, um, what you call it? Uh, they, uh, what you call it when you got, um, your, your personality, your, your confidence, the mm-hmm. confidence killers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can have confidence on the bench. Mm-hmm. You can have confidence in the game. Mm-hmm. You can have confidence, but when you on the bench, they try to kill you and make you feel like you ain't you ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the thing about somebody who's a, a confidence killer is it's 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 a it's a false it's a false narrative. They believe they're a confidence killer. They've mm. convinced themselves that they know how to bring someone's confidence down. Thing yeah. is, they don't even they don't even understand what confidence is. They yes. don't understand. You can't kill it. You cannot kill confidence. You could damage it. You could make it. You can. You make it look down on. Uh, you know, for for a day, but it's not gone. No. You can't take my confidence from me. You you could you could hit it in a way that I'm like, ooh, right, right in the confidence. But you know what the thing about confidence is? It's character, and I know how to rebound from that hit. Yeah. So you want to fucking yeah, give man. me that? Guess what? I'm coming back stronger. Talk every talk time you hit it, every time you try to bring me down, I'm just gonna come back stronger. You are, you're, 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 you're. We're in a slingshot fight right now. Yeah, you're shooting this yeah. ammo at me. You don't realize yeah. you're giving me more ammo, motherfucker. Right. right yeah, I right. took the hit, but then I put that ammo. I store it. You're in for a fucking. You're in for a fucking yeah. firing squad. You know they they say they say uh, a setup is a a a, a, a what they, what they call it um um a fallback. It's nothing but a setup to a comeback. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And that's what we are. That's the kind of time we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to address that situation and to say fuck all the people who think that just because I'm on the bench right now and then not doing nothing at this moment and, you're, and as far as you're concerned, I'm still cooking. <laughs> I'm still cooking, Steph. Hell yeah. And I'm about to come back stronger than ever. I got mad new material. Um, like... For instance, you know, 
there's, there's people out there who think that I do the same jokes all the time. I want to address the motherfuckers too. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do do the same goddamn jokes. By the way, having an evergreen joke is a gift. It is a power. Just saying, like, for jokes that you can come back well, and keep, keep Steph, getting new laughs. Taking those, not taking little sides, okay, 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 sorry. sorry. Sides, I was taking your side. They you wish they had a joke they could do that with, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is what I'm saying. But go on, I know, you're writing new nah, material. Yeah. Steph, you a comedian. I am. You know what time it is. Yes. And we know that we, if we have a joke that we can say for the next 10 years, then you're fucking blessed. Hell yeah. Okay? That's, that's like talking ahead of your time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if we, if we can say the same joke for 10 years and for the different crowds, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. But some people who see you all the time, they say, oh, that's the same joke, same joke. Yeah, motherfucker, it works every time I do it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yes, I got jokes that I can still do from today to 10 years because the Lord has blessed me with the gift mm-hmm. of comedy. That's like, that's like, you know, you remember your grandmother, she, she's got like this recipe, right? That she keeps on making. Still don't talk about my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother's dad. You, but you know, you know that, that, that like, you know, she's got like a, a casserole or something, some delicious recipe she's right. been making your whole life, right? Right, right, right? And it was good when you were a kid and you're 35 years old. It's still delicious. Yes. You don't say throw that recipe out because it's been working for 35 years. You Absolutely keep, You pass not. that shit down to your kids, man. Yes. It never leaves the family. Right, right, It's good. Right. It's good always. And, right. and it doesn't mean that it's tired material. Yes. It's just a great class. Now, once you hit, once you're this big, big, huge name right. that, and you put it in a special or something, yeah, you maybe can't do it anymore. Yes. But until then, keep fucking blessing these audience with a funny joke, right? And, you know, and, and I agree with you. It's just that the black family, we don't make casserole. I knew you we were going to call me on that and I appreciate it. <laughs> Chitlin, yeah, greens, yeah. What? I, I, as soon as casserole left out of my mouth, I'm like, ah, fuck. Ah, he's. But I, but I got you, Steph. Yeah, I, I wish it. you, baby. I appreciate it, man. I'm tired of shit. Tired of this shit. What else you tired of? And Steph, let me tell you something, please. I lay it on me. Now, the other, D.L. Higley came to um, Stress Factory mm-hmm. on the 23rd, I believe. Yeah. All right. He's supposed to be there the 22nd, but they didn't set up tickets to get that show going on the Thursday. Um, but anyway, Floyd. Okay? Comedian Floyd. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I know Think what you're Floyd. talking about. Yes. Yes. Think motherfucking Floyd. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, he never, he's not, he hasn't heard my feelings towards the situation. He's probably going to hear it on his podcast. <laughs> All right? Because I, I, I didn't say anything to him. But I'm going to tell the world right now. That motherfucker did some bullshit to me on the 23rd, okay, of, of October mm-hmm. at the Stress Factory. About a week ago. Yeah, yeah. This whole week, the, the whole month, I knew D, uh, Dave, uh, I'm sorry, Dave Higley was coming to the Stress Factory. So what I did, I, I contacted his role manager, Gary Monroe. And I've known Gary since 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we tried to do some business together back then. I hit Gary up. I said, Gary, DL's coming to Stress Factory on the 23rd. Is it okay if I get some stage time? He told me that he is retired now and that a guy named Lou is the new role manager. Okay? And for me to contact Lou and let him know that he said that it's okay for Jackson to get some stage time. I said, let me get Lou's phone number. He said, no, no, just go there. You're good. Just go there. Tell him that I said that you're good and you'll be good. I said, okay, cool. Solid. 
right? Yeah. So an inbox Mark, who is the manager of Stress Factory, mm-hmm. with the screenshot of that conversation. And I then I followed up with a text saying, yo, let me get in contact. Let me just get backstage to talk to Lou so I can get that uh, guest spot. Right. Okay. That's all I need to just do is get me back there so I can talk to Lou. He never, he never responded. Mm-hmm. I get to the stress factory and um, I'm there early because I'm, I'm ready. You know, the world got to see. You're Jackson. professional. Of course. I'm on time. I'm punctual. Mm-hmm. And I learned that word two days ago. <laughs> now here I am punctual at stress factory and um, in walks Barry Ribs. Barry Ribs is the actual opener for D.L. Hughley's show. Yeah. Okay. Me and Barry Ribs fell out the day George Floyd died. You know, George Floyd was the black man who was uh, on the ground and the officer had his neck, his, right. his uh, knee on his neck mm-hmm. and he died. Um, Barry Ribs put on Facebook and he said, um, cause you know, the whole thing happened where the rioters were, were rioting and, and looting and everything like that. He going to say on Facebook, um, what's the matter looters? Welfare is not good enough. Ooh. And immediately, all of Philly, all of New York, so, um, Chitlin Circuits, band together and blackballed him mm-hmm. from working in a Chitlin Circuit. For the uninitiated, what would you, how would you describe the Chitlin Circuit? Not everybody knows what that means. Well, Chitlin Circuit is more or less like when you are a comedian who can't get into comedy clubs. We build a, a, a situation where we could work at restaurants, mm. bars, gas stations. Yeah. Anywhere mm-hmm. to, to do a show because the comedy clubs don't invite us. Right. As black people. Right. So we, so that's just gone back since Sam Cooke days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, all the way back to uh, Smokey Robinson days. Yeah. And where, it's, it's important that you mention black people because that, that, you know, a lot of people don't know that there is kind of a, a separate scene. There's, yeah. the, <laughs> there's a kind of a segregation in comedy where yeah. there's, there's like a, you know, some people, I know like some woke people will be like, what do you mean black rooms? Like, you know exactly what we mean when we say it. Yeah, there's, there, yeah. there's two different, there are rooms I'm friends with you and there's rooms that I don't even know about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just, and I don't, I don't like that the scene is that way, but I don't think it's evolved out of a racist thing, but more of a, maybe a protection thing. I'm not sure what it is, but I, no, it's definitely racist. Okay. It's definitely racist. Okay. Definitely. okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. They, they don't want us in establishments. Okay. They, you know what I mean? But we create, this has gone back to before me and you was even born. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, we create situations the same way they gave us uh, the slaves um, scrappings from the pig. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We make it into a delicacy. Which is an incredible metaphor because that's what chitlins are. Yeah. That's exactly, that's you know what, exactly what chitlins we, are. <laughs> we, turn, we turn what they give us into the, the word nigger. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to be sent to make us feel sh- like shit. And, mm-hmm. and, but we turn the word nigger and into a delicacy and made you white people die. How many, how many white people want to say it so bad? Cause it's, it's so delicacy. damn cool. It's in all our favorite songs. <laughs> you know Genius. No, it really is. So it this really is what I'm saying. So we, we, we definitely take things that was given to us in a manner of malice mm-hmm. and we turn it into the, something beautiful. Yeah. This is what people do. So like I said, back to, you know, the Chitlin circuit is where, um, I'm performing at. Yeah, so that's that's how I became Jackson comedian Jackson. Yeah, to put, I I honed my skills in the chilling circuit. If if I had to hone my skills in a comedy club, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. 
I wouldn't be the baddest motherfucker that you ever seen. The baddest. Okay. The baddest. Sipping Covassier out of a mason jar. Exactly. Doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a shit right now, Steph. That's why I'm on your show, because I know you allow me to come on here and be the best me. I want you to be who you are and get and people get the authentic you because you're a true authentic, Jackson. A lot of people. A lot of people don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm tired of this shit. But whether the mics are on or off, you are Jackson. Yes. You walk out of the room, I know you're Jack. I know the whole way from here to the parking lot when you were going to find find your your, your lady friend. Excuse I knew me. you were it's Jackson it, the whole way. It, it, relax. It, it, we're not gonna talk about her right now. We're not, we're not talk about her right well, now. Well she's in the room. <laughs> I know we gotta we gotta wait. Okay. 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 You gotta relax though. <laughs> but she's here though. How you doing, Queen? All right. <laughs> Queen is here. But you're Jackson all the time. Yes. And yes. and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want someone to come on, have you on the show and be like, listen, I can't have you talking shit about other comedians or other people. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to talk shit about people. That's not the story I need to tell, but it's right. a story you need to tell. No, you want to take, take no side. Of course. Of course. I just want to use your platform. But exactly. And I appreciate that you'd even call it a platform. Yes. But um, yeah, you're a true authentic and I need you to be authentic because that's what the people need. Yes. Because there's a lot of fakes out there, Jackson. So, so back to my story. Okay. Me and Barry Ribs fell out. When George Floyd died, because mm-hmm. he put that status up there, and all of Philly, all of New York, s- s- blocked him from the Chitlin circuit. Mm-hmm. Barry Ribs was my friend for fifteen years plus, so I didn't feel like what he said was from his heart. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I, I can't, I just can't. I know him too long. I would have seen racism in him long ago. Yeah. So I don't believe he. He feels this way for real. Mm-hmm. So everybody's bashing him, people blocking him, blah, 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 blah. So I inbox him two weeks later from his comment. And I said, dude, do you know that there's a whole campaign against you of you not performing in these rooms no more? Because let's keep it real, Steph. Please. We made him. Black people made him. I'll admit he's he is that one he's the token white guy in a circuit that I I don't see any other white guy getting yeah, getting a hang around. with you guys yeah he he doesn't have jokes his jokes are all geared to black people his whole set is geared to black people keep it one hundred know what I'm saying so he gets on stage and he does what he does and black people love it because it's geared to them okay mm-hmm. let's keep it one hundred please so to go on Facebook and say what you said about us. And have your other white friends that's racist or whatever that's listening to what you got to say are are feeling good that you just like throwing pie in our face pretty much. You know what I'm saying? You're like, ah, uh, you know, yeah, I get y'all money, but look at these jokes that I have about you guys. I, you're showing your, your allegiance to who you really are, to, to who you really, your allegiance to goes to who you really go to. <laughs> and it's like, damn, dude, word. So I, am, I hit him up personally. I said, yo. Do you know that there's a, a whole campaign against you in Philly and New York for you not to get no work over over here? You know that? And his his sentiment to me was he didn't give a fuck. Mm. It was like more or less like I don't I don't give a fuck. Like and it was like, whoa. So you're not sensitive to the situation that you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like like a whole a whole culture, okay feel some type of way about this guy and how he died and you're getting money from that culture you are a part of that culture you've been a part of it for for over 10 years and you don't share the same sensitivity Mm -hmm. You, you you don't give a fuck pretty much and he showed that then he goes you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make an apology 
That's okay. Make an apology then, cause you that that'll be dope to to say what you said and and acknowledge what you said to the people as if it was a joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let 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 that get out, cause I, I know you. I feel like I know you. Mm -hmm. So you should definitely make an apology. This motherfucker make an apology. Call me and say how this sound. I'm not your publicist. Yeah. Okay. If you're gonna make an apology, do it from your fucking heart, not how this sound. And I proofread your apology. You see what I'm saying? No, that's a very important point. Yeah, do what the fuck. If you feel it from your heart, then do it. This motherfucker put a, this motherfucker put looters um, comment, whatever, dot, dot, dot. If I thought, if, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. Or, I, or, you know what he said? What it was was, if I knew that it would offend somebody, I wouldn't put it up. That's what he said. Mm. It was like a one-liner. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, wow. Like, this motherfucker don't give a fuck, really. He don't care. So I blocked his ass. Mm -hmm. I said, fuck Barry. Blocked him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, fast forward, here we are. Just, uh, wait, October 23rd. Mm -hmm. No. We, 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 it's, yeah. October Today's 23rd. November 1st. Okay, so October 23rd, here we are at Stress Factory. He walks in at the D. Higley show. About 45 minutes before the show starts. And he goes, oh, you, you blocked I said, yeah, Barry, I blocked you, motherfucker. Hell yeah, because you wasn't showing sensitivity to my people. Mm -hmm. The same people who pay you, book you. Like, we love you. Mm -hmm. We've been loving you for over 10 years, and this is, this is what you did. So, hell yeah, fuck you. Mm -hmm. But how you doing, though? You good? You straight? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> He's like, Jackson, you know, he walks to the green room. So I follow him to the green room, and we chop it up some more. He wants to leave the conversation alone. Cool. So I noticed that our energy is not really the same. Right. Yeah, I could imagine Rightfully something so. like that. Yeah. Rightfully so. It's cool. So I go back to the, to the lobby, and I call Floyd, comedian, think Floyd. Mm -hmm. I call him. I say, yo, why don't you come on down to the Stress Factory because Barry Ribs act like he want to get punched in the face. <laughs> I was just joking. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to punch Barry Ribs in the face. But that was just me talking my talk yeah. because I've been... Just being funny. Right. So so he comes down to the You're a comedian. Factory. We exaggerate. Yeah. yeah. It's extra shit. Mm -hmm. So he comes down, and he's there with me chilling and everything like that. So I'm telling him, like, yo, you know, try and get on this stage tonight. Try and get a couple minutes in. So now while we chilling and, and chopping it up, people are walking in. Mm -hmm. People come in and getting their seats and everything. So people come in, yo, Jackson, you going on tonight? Are you performing tonight? Are you, are you going on stage tonight? I'm like, I'm trying, you know, four or five people, eight people, whatever. Dapping people up. On the way in. Yeah. In front of him. He see what's going on. Now, let's pause for a second. Prior to this night, me and Floyd have been getting up on a personal level. Hanging out at the park, drinking, mm -hmm. having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Drinking and enjoying life. He's a friend. He's my friend. Mm -hmm. Okay? He's not just a comedian friend. He's my real friend. And um, I noticed that I've been buying liquor the most. I'm only the one been buying liquor, actually. Um, and we're talking about Say XO, Hennessy XO. Okay, these are bottles that are over $150. Good shit. Okay, the, the top line shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And we're drinking that together. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, I had an issue with him because he knocked one of my drinks over. That's an expensive drink to, to spill. Steph. Don't knock my motherfucking drink over, Steph. Mm -mm. I paid $150 for that bottle. Mm -hmm. You knocking shit over? <laughs> I said to him, I said, I said, yo, what you doing? He said, oh, my bad. I said, nah, nigga, fuck that. <laughs> this bottle costs $190. <laughs> 
What the fuck you knocking your cup over for? You gotta watch this shit, man. I'm tired of this shit. Tired of this shit, Steph. <laughs> so he knocked my shit over. It's all good. Everybody we were chilling. We was like, Jackson, calm down, relax. We try to have a good time. Relax. So I pour him another cup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should have a good time. Listen to music. Everything going good. The motherfucker dropped the, dropped the shit again. Steph, he knocked my shit over again. Another? Steph. Yes. Oh, two. no. In the same breath of me telling him, he knocked it over again. Steph, this is the motherfucker who don't respect my motherfucking liquor, Steph. <laughs> you need to respect the liquor. He don't respect you my liquor, Steph. You need to respect the liquor. $190, Steph. <laughs> he knocking shit over. In a bar, that was a $60 shot. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You knocking shit over? You let me know you don't give a fuck about what I'm bringing to this table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I should have known then. So fast forward. Here we are. <laughs> at the uh, Dear Hubie show. Incredible foreshadowing. So now, okay, I told him to come down. I told him, I said, Steph, I said, I said, I said, Floyd, very about to get punched in the face. He acting different. Blah, 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 blah. Just being funny. So, so Barry come out the back. Barry come out the, out the green room. He sees me and Floyd in the, in the lobby. And he says, Floyd, let me talk to you outside. So him and Floyd go outside and talk outside. Now, I don't follow that shit because that's their own personal time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's their business. But I I see that some shady shit's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Five minutes later, Bay Ribs and Floyd come back in. Bay Ribs go to the green room. Floyd chills with me in the lobby. But his energy is off. I notice, I notice his energy is way off. Mm-hmm. He's on his phone. He's doing his texting shit. He's doing fidgety shit you know yeah so i said what, what you doing yo what, what you doing what, what's all that right there <laughs> the fuck is that what's up he's like yo i'm 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 texting no you texting <laughs> uh talking to lou who the f- how you know lou the internet lying motherfucker <laughs> you know lou because i told you about lou you see what i'm saying yeah bitch let me say something Steph, this motherfucker was going to call JB Smooth to get him on stage. Okay? He said, I said, how you getting on stage tonight? He said, I'm going to call my brother to get me on stage tonight. For those of you who don't know, uh, comedian Think Floyd's brother is the, uh, the famous comedian JB Smooth. Yes. Right. So he said, I'm going to call my brother, and he's going to call D.R.H.E. directly to get him on stage. So I said, okay. That's your way to get in. Do your thing. Do what you got to do. You yeah. my man. I ain't... It, You've been blessed. You yeah. see what I'm saying? But I have my own channels to how I'm going to get on stage. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's my, that's my lane. You got your brother, you good. Your brother didn't call nobody. Mm. Your brother didn't call D.L. Hughley to get you on stage. So now you want to use my channels to get on stage? And here go Barry to spite me because I blocked him from Facebook after that George Floyd comment. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He wanted to try to bring Floyd backstage to meet D.L. Hughley to get the co-sign to get, to get him on stage. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I do. See the backdoor shit? Yeah. Now, I left this part out. My cousin is West Ma- Matthews. He played for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. 
in oh. the eighties. No he shit. was one of the championship members on on uh, when they won against the Bulls. Whoa! All right, he was with he played alongside uh, Magic Johnson. His son plays for the Portland Trailblazers at this moment right now. Wow. Okay, so he pulled up that night, and at the lobby moment, um, before Barry came out, mm-hmm. it was in the lobby. My cousin came in. He was like, "Yo, cuz, you going on tonight?" I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to meet Lou so I can get on. Mm-hmm. Lou? Oh, that's my motherfucker. That's my nigga. Yeah. He said, I, I got you, cuz. You uh-huh. good when Luke get here? I introduce you and yada, 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 and blah, blah. Me and DL know each other from the 80s, nigga. You good. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. All right, cool. So my cousin never hooked me up with anything. You know what I'm saying? He always came to my shows and showed love. He never right. hooked me up with anything, though. So I, I heard him. And I was like, all right, that might, that might be a possibility. Yeah, but when Floyd came back out from the green, cause I text Floyd, cause he 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 left for a little while. I said, "Where you at?" He's up in the green room. I text him, at LOL. I show you to you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying just just so you could say to the to the to the listeners, um, that I'm showing you this, so you know I'm not bullshitting. All right, I'm pulling up my phone right now. Pulling it up, so pulling up see. just so we could have. You see that? Proof. You see that? What's up? And he said, "Green room." LOL. Yeah, Where you at? Where you at? Yeah. That's me saying LOL. Yeah. Because I'm laughing at him. Yeah. All right. Like, really, nigga? Like, you in the green room? Word? All right, cool. So he come out the green room. He like, yeah, I talked to DL. Mm-hmm. We had a couple shots together. And he said that I could open up for him. But not today, though. But tomorrow. So now I'm like, wow. So whatever Barry hooked you up with, because you didn't get back there on your own. Mm-hmm. Whatever that conversation you and Barry had outside, that I didn't want to follow you out there for something transpired. Something happened from that moment because yeah. your buy-in was off. Yeah, you feel me? So now you went back. You went in the green room. Barry probably said, "Yo, this is JB Smooth brother," mm-hmm. dropping the clout name, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then now you in there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this is my city. This is Bridgeport. This is my fucking city. Yeah, I need to be on that stage. Right. You're not from Bridgeport. You're from Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not from out here. Yeah. And let's be clear. A Mount Vernon nigga killed Biggie Smalls. Is that true? Motherfucking Puffy from Mount Vernon. Let's keep it. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. I right, just put that out there right now. Back to my story. Back to your story. So I should have known you was a grimy nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should have known you was a grimy nigga. So you go out there and you fucking, uh, you go out there and you fucking, Backdoor me to get on stage. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. All right, so boom. Now I'm thinking about my cousin still. Now I'm thinking my cousin might come out here and be like, yo, yeah. But I'm not going to go behind you. hmm You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and try to get some stage time. Right. You can have it, motherfucker. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers you ever seen, Steph. One of the baddest. Okay? You going to go on there and get the spot I'm supposed to have? I'm straight. So I left. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I went to bed at 9 o'clock that night, Steph. I, I don't go to bed till 2 o'clock in the morning, but I was so mad. I went to bed at 9 o'clock that night. You could fall asleep angry like that? You know, I had to um, drink some warm milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was tired, Steph. Tired, tired shit, of this Steph. shit. Tired. That's why you were able to fall asleep. You were tired I'm of this tired shit. Of shit. <laughs> Damn, yo, so you felt you felt pretty slighted by by all that that, no, that was, went down. I was definitely backdoored and um 
you know, one thing about me, man, I've been doing this shit for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I have my ups, I have my downs, I have my whatever times. But he was my friend. You know what I'm saying? That behavior from a motherfucker who I don't fuck with, I I congratulate it. You got you got it. You got yeah. it. You got in there, my nigga. That's yeah. good. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah. not friends. We we trying to get the same goal, whatever. Right. You got it. But we friends. Mm-hmm. And you knew. You knew before what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Your way didn't work. Right. You didn't your brother didn't do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Now you want to try to use another. You supposed to be like, yo. Let Jackson get that. Let Jackson get that. And you talking shit about Barry too. You didn't. You you talk all this about Barry after he did that George Floyd shit, but you still kept him as your friend on Facebook. Yeah. When you when he when he needed him, you were saying. But, like, but yeah. when it, but when it's time to now you want to try to capitalize off Barry, you were you were two faced backdoor. <clears throat> Not a great reputation. So fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Jay, uh, let me tell you something. Fabulous had a, has a song on his um, album. I don't remember. But he said, um, um, he said, in the, he said one of the lyrics, he said, uh, I'll tell you what he said, because I wrote it on my um, Facebook. Uh, okay. I put it on my Facebook. Fabulous. Fabulous has a song. It's an album called Cold Summer, right? Cold Summer. All right. And um, on that album, he said, on one of the lines, he said, don't let them trick you out your spot and put that guy on. Rather cut them off and let a bygone be a bygone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how I felt about him. Don't he trick me out my spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So go ahead. You got that. Yeah. We're good. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, remember, I was always true to you. Mm-hmm. I was always getting you drunk, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do say. High level liquor, nigga. <laughs> now, I'm, you know, you want to try to take my spot from me, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, And another thing I want to get out to is that um, these comedy clubs got to start uh, paying attention to local comedy. I could talk about that all day, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a damn shame. Like yeah. we're 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 crafty. You know, we have our own circuit where we 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 make shows happen in bars and club and in right. in restaurants and whatever we could do, whatever capacity. Yeah. And we got a lot of people who are talented, man. I, I I hate this obsession with Boston and New York. You got to bring people in from New York to have a show in Connecticut. How about some motherfuckers who are from here? They're performing to people from Connecticut. Thank you. So why why don't like Boston people get to have their Boston comics and tell them Boston jokes? Why can't uh, uh, C- Connecticut comedians go tell Connecticut jokes in Connecticut? Yeah, real shit. B- help us build our local following. You know what I mean? Right. It's a mutual benefit. You bring in your big time headliners from around the country, but I think you know local people should at least be on these shows. They should be. Yeah. They should have a relationship with the club. Who better to help promote? It, that's the thing. It's not like it's we suck. We're helping. It's mutually beneficial. We're going to promote. I could bring five, 10, 15 of my friends to these facts, shows because it's easier to get a, got an, your friends in a comedy club than it is to these bar shows mm. because they, they have a stigma around them. Mm. You know? No, I agree, man. It, it really annoys me that, that these clubs don't tend to play nice with the, you know, the scene that's already installed. We were doing comedy before you were a club right, in the scene. Right. You know, right, you're coming right. into our territory and just you're using the name of a comedy club to, you know, put on these awesome shows. It's just... 
you know, you got to help people get there. You got to, you know, I don't, I'm a Connecticut comedian. I don't really have a home club. The fuck's that about? Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. everybody who's doing a comedy in a state should have a club that they call home. I use it used to be Joker's Wild, you know, but unfortunately that's now defunct. That was one that actually did play nice with the comedy scene. Kind of yeah. let let the comedians Shout run. Shout out to Joker's Wild, man. We miss you, yo. We really do miss you, man. I would love love someone had a little bit of money come come back, you know, bring that place to life and just yeah. have comedians run it, you know, because that's I think that's the way comedy should be done. Yeah. You get comedians to or at least somebody who like truly appreciates comedy, you know, right, you right, know, right, involved right. in it. But what do you have to say on it? Because you brought it up. Well, I just feel like, you know, uh, in particular, Stress Factory in Bridgeport. Oh, boy. Um, I've been performing at that building before they even came there. It was to be called the, the Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And I booked shows there. I had budgets, high budgets, low budgets, um, in my twenties. And I'm saying doing shows at that building. And then when they came there to take over that building mm-hmm. and and put the Stress Factory name on it, and um, I didn't run to the to the building as, and immediately, yeah, like anybody else did. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, uh, you know, I still got my shit going off over at these bars locally. Yeah, whatever. I'm good. So after a while, I decided to go there and show my face. Right. And there's, amount, there's an amount of humility that you need to have when you fucking with comedy club. Mm-hmm. And for me, having done so much that I've done, I don't think I have that in me no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to kiss their ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have it because I want to get in. But you're too real for it. But I'm you too, can't fake it. Yeah. I can't, I can't fake it no more. It's like, especially if my work speaks for itself. Yeah, you're it's funny like, as shit, dude. Thank you. you, put, bro. you if you're on a show, you're gonna make people laugh their ass off. Headline, middle, close, whatever. That it don't matter. Is. Yeah, it don't matter. I got. You're gonna time. do your job. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Yeah. Or I'm gonna fight my ass off mm-hmm. to get it done. Yeah. You see, what I'm saying I perform with the best of them. So it's like when I get on stage in my own city. And or if I try to get on stage in my own city and you try to block me and make me feel like I have to run, jump through these hoops and all this stuff, I, I'd rather just let you have it. Yeah. That's that's why this situation that happened with me and Floyd, mm-hmm. I didn't fight for that. I could have stayed there. My cousin could have got me. You know what happened? The next day after that situation, mm-hmm. I met Thelma's in Bridgeport, which is a great soul food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Great food. Great people. Great DJ. Shout great out to Thelma's. Yes. I'm in Thelma's. All right, drinking, and then one of my high school friends come up to the bar with me, and he's like, yo, um, are you opening for D.L. Hughley this weekend? I'm like, nah, I'm chilling over here. He's like, I was your cousin last night. He introduced me to D.L. Hughley last night. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. He's like, I'm going to text him and tell him I'm with you right now. So yeah. show me the text of your, where's I'm with your cousin Jackson right now. We got thumbs, blah, blah, blah. My cousin texted him back and said, "Tell that nigga he ran out on me last night." Shit. So, so, so it, I I could have still got the situation, mm-hmm. but the fact that this motherfucker wouldn't be backdoored me, let's let him have it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like it's like, dude, nobody checking for you. Nobody checking for you. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. You might. I took him on the road with me. I took I took you on the road with me, Floyd. <laughs> I took you on the road with me. You was my opener. You was my opener when nobody else wanted you to be the opener. I took you with me. That's what I did. 
Like so that. for him to backdoor me the way he backdoor me was fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. All right? So go live and get your fucking lottery numbers. Go live and play your top 10 love songs. All the fuck you want. But you know that me and you was friends until you did that backdoor bullshit. Backdoor bullshit, man. That's my, you know, that's my, that's my guy, man. He's in my movie. You making a movie? I made a movie already. You made a movie. Jackson Love Story on my face, on my, on my, on my Facebook, on my um YouTube. Yeah, it's a movie. He's he's he was my friend in the movie. Now I th- I think this is an important question, especially in today's uh today's world of like cancel culture and and people you know people do something fucked up and there's no. Would you say there's like a path of redemption? For, for Floyd is, is there something that he'd be able to do is is, there, is that relationship that you guys ha- had is that mendable in your eyes Steph I'm tired of this shit <laughs> tired of this shit Steph and you know they say you gotta you gotta catch it when it's a leak cause it could turn into a flood you know what I'm saying yeah and I, and I should have known when the motherfucker wasn't reciprocating the love out of the liquor that I was buying all the time. Love out of the liquor. Okay, you talking about hundred ninety dollar bottles? Okay, yeah. you knocking shit over. Top like, shelf shit. Like fuck this liquor. Like you knocking shit over. Oh mm-hmm. my bad. Like you don't give a fuck enough. Like I need you to give a fuck. Yeah. Steph, when I called you and I said I got some shit I get on my chest, you gave a fuck enough to set the time up ASAP. Mm-hmm. I think I, well, I hit you last yesterday. night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You give a fuck enough to reciprocate the love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You... I didn't know any of the topics. You just said you had to get something off your chest. Yeah, that's, that's all. It. That's all I knew coming in. I'm like, all right, if, if, if that's what my friend needs in me, if that's what he's saying, I'm trusting him that he's going to bring it. I'm, you... you know, you, you, you clearly see this as a place to do it. Uh, and, I tr- and I trust your judgment on it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him come in. He wouldn't be... You wouldn't be saying that. You're not the kind of... I don't think you're the type of motherfucker who talks just to hear his own voice. No. Yes, in a way, per- performatively, because you're fun. But I'm saying, like, you wouldn't reach out to me just to, just for some bullshit. And yeah. I think you brought up some real shit today, man. You, you did. Other, not just the personal stuff, but with the comedy clubs and in general. Just yeah. this, yeah. you know, reciprocating and loyalty and... Yeah. I, 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 I get it. Um, I'm grateful the fact that you allowed me the, this, the time... And allow me to use your platform to get this out. Absolutely, bro. Um, how we doing on time? We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Three hours in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. Here. No, no. Honestly, no, no. We, 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 we got all the all the time. Not all the time in the world, but you yeah. know, you know. No, but no, definitely, Steph. I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate and, you too, bro. And 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 just so that we can get to the round the roundest thing off. Yeah. Um. There's a queen in the building tonight, um, and 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 I and I appreciate her as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gotta appreciate your she, queen. She's definitely uh, instrumental uh, ob- object in my life. Um, we just we've been talking since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I fall in love quick. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, shit. But, you know what? She she's very positive. She's very uh outgoing. Um she's very intuitive. Um so 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 you need people like this on your side. You need people like this 
around you and your energy. Like, I agree, man. So, so because I know who I am, mm-hmm. and when I, I when I when I align myself with somebody who is as as progressive as myself, it allows me to be better, a better person. You know. Yeah. You know, what I'm so I, I told you before we even record, I I I align myself with greatness. Yes. You know, what I'm saying Glenn has one of the greatest albums ever out right now called Man Up. Okay. Where where can we find Man Up? On that Piff. That Piff. On datpiff.com, right? Um one of the one of the greatest hip hop albums ever to be recorded and I am a hip hop head. And what's his name? And it's not just Glenn. I'm no, no, it's KO, KO. KO. How do we spell that? KO. Oh, the the letter K and the letter O? Yeah. I don't know it could, could be K A Y O, you know. No, 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 got to no. got to clear it up for people so they could type it into Dat Piff. Yeah, that and go that hear piff. that hot fire. Yeah, that one of the greatest hip hop albums ever recorded. Um, his rap style is like no other. You know what I'm saying? And I know the motherfucker since he was a little kid, and he yeah, came he said up. he said he knew you. <clears throat> you guys knew each other since you were like six years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a that's, a, that's an incredible relationship to uh long time to keep going. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. uh, I guess speaks to you and your uh, how important relationships are to you as yeah, far as exactly. Like, yeah, that you would, you know, if if you would keep someone by your side for, <clears throat> I think if I'm doing the math correct, like thirty something years, um, yeah, clearly, clearly loyalty, clear, you know, it means something to you. He never, he never backdoored me, he never wronged me. You know what I'm saying? He's always kept it one hundred. It's a song by Jada Kiss called "Keep It One Hundred. You mm-hmm. should check it out. It's a good song. Oh, I will. You know, and um, that's what he's been doing this whole time. He always kept it one hundred with me, never backdoor me. And 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 this, and likewise for me too, as far as he's concerned. It's really important to have those kind of people in your life. I I say it's like it's they're on your team. Are you paying fussies with me? You I fussies? accidentally hit your foot. That was incredibly awkward. <laughs> I was I was hoping you would just move on from it and not acknowledge it because I felt really uncomfortable. Motherfucker Steph is paying fussies too- with me <laughs> on his show. But Jackson is just too damn real. He's not just gonna let that shit fly. I knew I knew it would come up just like he didn't let me get away with the casserole comment, man. He holds he sees me as a friend, but he still holds me accountable to my bullshit. That's important, man. You're real. I'm tired of <laughs> straight up with people, dude. You're straight up and I th- I, th- I think it's important that uh that 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 more people like you exist who are upfront yeah. and real in this, this society of being so fake all the time the instagram shit the yeah. i'm your friend but not really your friend i'm your friend when i when it's best to, best for me to be your friend but right. you know fair weather friends but like as soon as someone some someone with a better opportunity comes up i'm gonna blow you off like i deal with that shit all the time too with friends and, and other people in the scene and it's right. just like hey we all gotta bring each other up yeah if if, if you're not some big time massive success man you're Someone else is beating us. We, mm. we we need to band together and and create a healthy. I'm I'm talking like comedy again. We need to work together yeah. to make a healthy scene. Right. Like when when a young when a young comic when a young comic you know is asking for advice like from uh you know about booking a show. I've booked successful shows, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna give it to him freely without asking him for stage time. Mm. I just want a successful show to happen mm. because it will add to the economy of comedy. And that will overall be good for me and good for them. All right. Him stepping on my head and me stepping on his head is not going to help either of us. Right. Because right. the people who get booked at these clubs we're talking about are just going to point and laugh at us, op- quote unquote, open micers. Yeah. Right. 
We got some chops. I've put we. I know we all are able to put on shows without famous people on them that are fucking fun yeah. and successful. Where the club makes money, the comedians make money, the audience has a great time. You make money. It's it's, and that's the way I think it should be. That it's like, we we help each other. We we set each other up. When my friend Jackson has something he wants to say, all right. Usually I don't use this platform to talk some shit, but if it's, I think this has been a great fucking podcast. You know, you came in, it's mutually beneficial for us. You got to get something off your chest and I get to put a good podcast out there. You know, I'm sure these people who you mentioned are going to get wind of it or listen to it. Hell, maybe they want to come on and tell their story. Shit. You know what I mean? But like, I think it's important that people just say what they need. We're not Hollywood, dude. We don't need to do this bullshit. You know, we, we, we're, we, we live outside of that. So I think we should be outside of that toxic culture as well. You know, let's, let's bring each other up, not push each other down. I agree. I agree. You know? it, 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 and that's a great point that you bring up. Bring each other up, not put each other down. Which is why I felt like I needed to come on here because I felt pushed down. You know, I, I didn't feel brung up. Right. And this is from my friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could understand if it was somebody who that I didn't fuck with like that and we were out chasing the same goal on some cutthroat shit. Yeah. Then I just got my throat cut. It's all right. good. Whatever. I charged to the game. Mm-hmm. But because you're my friend, and you knew what time it was with me in my city. That was a sucker move. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I want to thank you. And then also to round everything out again, the queen is here. Um, she's here. And I want to let the world know that um, if she's still here in the next year after right now, um, I want to put it on Facebook. And let the world know that we still smiling. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Well, uh, on that note, uh, I always, I, 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 I'm, I end every episode. I, I ask my my guest to speak something into infinity. Mm-hmm. A little piece of wisdom, a little little thing for everyone to remember you by this episode. By you've had a lot to say today. But uh, if you and could... thank you, Steph, because you you've been working out. I see your muscles and stuff poking through your shirt. <laughs> I appreciate you know that, what I'm bro. Saying? The arms is I, popping. I appreciate that. The a nipples lot. is coming out of your shirt. <laughs> you you got muscle work nipples nipple workouts. I do work out my nipples. Yeah, every day, every day. You know, surprisingly, the ladies are into the nipples. They really are, man. You working out your nipples? Steph? I work out the nipples, baby. I could give you my nipple routine. Give me the nipple routine <laughs> so I get my nipples hard too. I want could nipples cut, muscles. Could cut diamonds nipples. with these babies. <laughs> nipple muscle. You got it going on, Steph. Go ahead, man. Oh, you flatter me. So, uh, if you could leave uh, leave my audience uh, with with a little bit a, a little last closing note before we get uh, do our plugs and get on out of here, what you got for us? All right. You know, and I had like a lot of time thinking about this stuff because the COVID is going on. Let me tell you something. Just because you are out of the game for the moment mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you are down and out. The coach is going to put you back in. There's a movie, there's a series right now on Netflix called um, The Queen's Gambit. You, have you watched it? I have not. It's a it's about of a, a chess player, you know what I'm saying? And she has to, she's an intuitive chess player, so she 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 plays everybody differently, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's how it's in life, you know. You might not approach life the same way the next man approached life. So if I'm encountering you, I have to deal with you based off of 
how you deal with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in this in this series here, uh, she was a child prodigy. She was fucking shit up as a kid. And when she got into her adult years, she was still fucking shit up. But then she met her match a couple times where she lost. And she had to figure, she had to backtrack, watch the game over again to see where her weak parts was at. And that's where, as comedians, I feel like what we need to do. Sometimes we need to backtrack and see where we need to find our strengths at. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for me, I found my strength in the knowing to keep the solid ones around me. Because keeping weak people around you will definitely bring you down. Preach. Okay? And, and that's my downfall. I had some weak motherfuckers around me, and I had to revamp that. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And keep the strong ones around me. And that's something that um, I learned on my journey. So I want to pass that off to whoever is on this road. If you got some weak motherfuckers around you, get rid of them. Because all they're going to do is bring you down too. Keep the solid ones around you at all times. And uh, make sure you drink that Cavassier. Because Church. that motherfucker smooth to the motherfucker if you got no money. He's tired of the shit. That was a good one, brother. All right. Let's get your plugs. Uh, let, let people know where they can find you. Some social media stuff, YouTube stuff, stage stuff, whatever it is. Jackson Comedian Jackson on Instagram. Uh, Wasan Jackson on Facebook. W A S S A N as a Nancy on Facebook. Apollo uh, Jackson on Twitter. Uh, like I said, I'll be performing on November 7th at the Russell in Hartford. And um, at 7.30 Showtime Start, hosted by Big Reg at 93.7. I'll be at uh, Thelma's on the 14th of this month um, as a headliner at a music show, Ladies Night, Showtime 8 o'clock. Make sure I come through there at Thelma's downtown Bridgeport. And um, I'm just, I'm out here getting this money. Steph, thank you, man, for having me. I appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you for coming, dude. And as always, uh, you guys can find me at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Good Enough Podcast on Instagram for everything directly related to the podcast. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, you got anything else to say? No. Awesome. On that note, thank you very much for coming, Jackson. You've been a absolute blessing. And folks, remember... On top of drinking Cavassier, <laughs> drink more water and be nicer to each other. That was a good one, Jackson. Thank you, man. That was fun, dude.